0: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of Webmaster Radio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of Webmaster Radio.fm is prohibited.
1: Business is changing and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. Webmasterradio.fm presents a show that brings you the innovators and trendsetters, taking us to a new age of marketing, media, and social business strategy. Welcome to Market Edge with Glenn Engler. Get ready to hear perspectives on social media and digital marketing that will help you gain insight into the unique opportunities and challenges facing marketers and thought leaders today. Now, please welcome your host, a Fortune 500 industry figure in the marketing and communications world for more than 25 years, and Chief Executive Officer of Digital Influence Group, the host of Market Edge,
2: Glenn Engler. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Glenn Engler, CEO of Digital Influence Group, a full-service digital marketing agency that helps companies unlock the social potential of their brands and amplify its impact to drive business results. Today, I'll be talking about using online video for business with Steve Garfield, a pioneer in video blogging, the author of Get Seen, Online Video Secrets to Building Your Business, the host of SteveGarfield.tv on the Pulse Network, and the founder of Boston Media Makers. Steve is one of the leading-edge experts in online video and blogging. An early adopter of live streaming over the web and on cell phones, he launched his own video blog in January 2004. A recognized expert in the field, Steve has spoken in a number of industry conferences and local universities and has been featured in Newsweek, Time, The Wall Street Journal, Rolling Stone, The Boston Globe, and on CNN, BBC, and Businessweek.com. Steve has advised many of the web's early video startups, including Seismic, Livestream, Quick, TubeMogul, and Blip.TV. He is the founder of Boston Media Makers and has helped the group to spread to other cities, including New York and Washington, D.C., you can connect with Steve on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Steve Garfield or on his website at www.stevegarfield.com, and I highly recommend you do both. It's great to have you on Market Edge, Steve. Welcome.
0: Well, Glenn, it is such a pleasure to be on here and speak with you, and I think I'm going to take that recording that you just made, the introduction of me, and put it right on my website.
2: Happy to. There you go. It, it really that is an honor to have you here. And um, was really great. For the, for the listeners, you are such a man of many talents with the video blogging and Boston Media Makers, the .TV speaking, authoring. Of all of the things that you do, what are you most excited and passionate about?
0: Well, recently, I've been doing um, hosting of shows, much like this show, uh, only with video. And, and the most recent thing I did, I went out to NAB, the National Association of Broadcasters, and I did a live Stream interview show from the show floor for Telestream, and it was so much fun because we brought in all of these interesting people who are dealing with exactly what I'm looking into, you know, the future of live video on the web, and I just had a blast, and I I love doing it. So things like that, I I basically do things that I love all the time, and that was a great one.
2: So inquiring minds want to know, but what does a typical day look like? in the day in the life of Steve Garfield?
0: There is no typical day, <laughs> which is, you know, probably a, a great thing about it. I am doing different things, you know, every day. Like I said, I, I flew out to Vegas to do the live streaming from NAB, which was great. Um, this week, for example, on um, Monday, I went out to Western Mass, and I went out to the made Golf performance lab and had a custom golf fitting and that was a sponsored thing where i created a video for them but it was so cool you know in the movies where they put all those little ping pong balls on the people and then they captured their motion with the camera well they did that to me and they put 26 of those balls all over my body and they captured my golf swing and and fitted me for clubs so i had a bunch of cameras and i so there again i had so much fun i I, and I also got fitted, I got a little lesson, and I put together a great video, which is, is now up. And if people want to see that, they can just go to stevegarfield.com and ch- jump on the blog. But, you know, that was another thing that I did that combined th- these different things that I enjoy doing. And, and part of the things that I'm doing this year, um, you're familiar with Chris Brogan, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so you know each year he has this thing where he asks people to do their New Year's resolutions and pick three words as their guiding yes. principles for the year. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the thing he did and I've done it for the past couple of years, but this year I totally, I really wanted to do it and I put the three words right up on Steve Garfield.com in big, huge letters. Um, broadcasting, investing, and play. And those are my three words. And in this, Example, I got to combine the broadcasting or making video with with play. So I try and, like I said the first time, have fun at everything I do. And um, Yesterday, for example, I spent an hour getting ready. I'm going to be doing a video shoot for the British Medical Journal next week, so I had to get all my equipment together. And one thing for people who are listening and, and they might want to be getting into video, one thing that I pride myself on is always knowing you know, exactly how to use each piece of my equipment and making sure it all works. So when I get out to the, the job that I'm going to do, I don't have to fool around and, and figure out, well, how do I make the audio? How do I get this all working? So I spent, you know, about an hour getting my whole kit together and in, in the bag and all packed up and ready to go for Monday. And so then next Monday is going to be a unique day because I'm going to be going on site and we're gonna be, I'm going to be recording a, a two-person interview.
2: Hmm. So you got involved in this in 2004, which is you know, truly why you're called a pioneer of the video blog. What was it that inspired you to start vlogging? Vlogging. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> vlogging, vlogging, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Back in January 1st of 2004, there was no video blogging. There just wasn't. Um, I had been experimenting with video and um my own personal background. I'd done video for a while and I learned it all at uh, Public Access Station here outside of Boston. Um, I volunteered at the PBS station WGBH for over 10 years, um, being on camera working on their auction and helping to produce spots. So I've been involved and in, interested in video for a long time. And just, you know, prior to 2004, I was experimenting with how to put video on the web. And every year, Like I said earlier, with the Chris Brogan thing, I like to do a New Year's resolution and really try and stick to it. So back then, in 2004, I said, well, you know, blogging made it so easy for people to put text on the web. You just up a page and you type in a title, a description, and hit post, and it's on the web. And I thought, why hasn't anybody made it that easy to put video on the web? And I said, well, I'm just going to figure this out. And, you know, I have a programming background, too, so I started a blog, and I called it Steve Garfield's Video Blog, and then I went over to the Apple website, and I looked at their technical pages on how to embed video and figured out how to use the HTML, and I made a video. And I put it up there, and I said, 2004 is going to be the year of the video blog. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I was... I was gung ho about it. I was a little early because when you think about it and look back, YouTube didn't come out till the end of 2005. So I was like right. at least a year, a year and a half before YouTube. And so what I did on the video blog was I would post the videos, these new videos, and then in the text or the description of the blog, I would write all about what I learned like how I shot the video, how I edited it, how I embedded it, how I put it on. And I would just keep blogging about it and just teaching people what I learned. Hmm.
2: So you mentioned YouTube and obviously a dramatic effect on video and the perception and uh, some of the, the recent stats I certainly quote and see and they're constantly changing but whatever the latest is of 60 hours of video uploaded every minute on YouTube or whatever that is, how do you think about now? the ease of recording and uploading content, Um, is there a problem where there's too much quantity, not enough quality? Like, where are we, given your view of the last eight years?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's such a great question. And back when I started, we were afraid that our videos would become popular because it was going to cost us money for people to watch (laughs) in download fees. So everything changed. Now, you know, you, know, you want it to get popular and you want a lot of people to watch. So the problem is, well, the main problem is time. You know, and I, the way I look at um, videos is basically one of my lines is I subscribe to people and so I have certain people that I follow who create videos and then, you know, on social media, there are um, people that I trust, trusted sources that recommend videos to me and I think a lot of people, that's how they find things these days. And you get a lot of things coming into your social media stream saying, watch this, watch this, watch this. So basically on the, the, the consuming side, um, like I said, I subscribe to people, and there are certain people that I'm going to watch almost everything they do uh, to start. So one person who's really great, I'll just give out a few suggestions if you want, um, Felicia Day. Um, she is really great, and she has just got into the new YouTube program where they're giving people channels to develop, just like mm-hmm. cable and TV channels. So she, the success of for her is she's really brilliant and does a lot of different kinds of things on YouTube. But the one thing that I really like is her video blog called The Flog, F-L-O-G.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and it's, it's like the Felicia video blog, (laughs) flog. What she she does in that is she goes out and does something and films it and shows us what she did. So one week she went out and she um, learned how to be a blacksmith and she was, you know, making this kind of iron pointy thing and it was really funny and scary and she was really great in it. And this week she just learned how to um, carve ice. And she's so genuine and fun and, and that's That's a great reason to follow her. So, you know, that's one of the people I follow. Um, Another person I follow, these all have become friends of mine, too. Some of them I um, interviewed for my book, Get Seen. Felicia was in it, and this was way before she got to where she is now, and I knew that she was something special. Another person who's special creating videos is Shira Lazar, and she's built a whole brand around her show called What's Trending. So she has a regular show. It's appointment viewing. So with her, you know, I think it's every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that she's going to be there doing a show. And if you don't catch it live, you, you know, you can just catch it later. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there are a whole lot of people that I follow, and um, that's a good way to you know just find video that's interesting. For the, the question about, you know, is it too easy <laughs> to create video now, and is this content you know, not good quality or good quality, the way I look at it, I try and just encourage people to um, make videos about what they're passionate about. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just found out a really easy way to make video. Um, I don't know how many of your uh, listeners are on Google+, Plus, and I think this is fairly new. You can go to Make a Post on Google+, Plus, and you can click the video button, and then record a video directly into Google Plus with your webcam and then say post. So you don't even need a camera to edit anything. You can record a one-shot video. And so yesterday when I found that out, I recorded a quick video, and it was only like 28 Mm -hmm. seconds. And I said, hey, everybody, it's Steve Garfield, stevegarfield.com. Did you know you can just click that little record button and record a video directly into Google Plus? And I posted that and put it on there. So... um, for me and for the things that I do on the web, it's you know, just to build my brand, the Steve Garfield brand as someone who teaches people how to do video online and that's a short video. Um, I, I do am concerned about good quality, so I'll make sure I have I have a good microphone and so it sounds and looks good and it's short right. and you know I put it up. So um, you know short videos are good. I actually just posted a video this morning and it's from Blog World Expo LA on my um, how to it's, it's called my video toolkit for getting seen on social media outposts. But the cool <laughs> That's thing, a good cool thing yeah, the cool thing is that the blog world guys let all the speakers post their sessions up for free. And there's, there's a program you pay to watch all the sessions, but they let each um, speaker post theirs up. So I just posted mine up to YouTube and it's, it was produced by the Blog World Expo guys, and it's an hour long, um, and it's great quality. So um, I think if people are interested in this topic, they, they'll sit there you know, for an hour and watch it. I know that if it's something that you're interested in and the person presenting it is passionate, the length of the video um, – we used to think that videos had to be um, like five minutes or under – but I think mm-hmm. that was an artificial limit imposed by the limits of YouTube, which everyone was posting to. And so right. now that YouTube has increased that, like I got it on my account. Some of my friends are telling me they've been notified by YouTube that they can have longer videos on there now, um, as long as it's interesting. It can be really any length.
2: The other thing that um, I we certainly see it with our clients, and I'm I'm sure you're seeing it given your world is. The impact of mobile and tablets and that the now viewing of videos is is not, I got to sit there and watch it straight through like the hour content, but um, a much more uh, portable both to create and to and to consume. Will you talk a little bit about um, the impact of what you're seeing with mobile and tablets?
0: Yeah, I think mobile is huge. And, you know, in the new Facebook coming out with their, their stock IPO, um, they're mentioning that Mobile is a challenge for them and something they're working on and trying to figure out how to monetize that. But, um, you know, I take – I'm in Boston, and I'm lucky I have the train here where I can get on the train and take it into town. And when I take the train into town and I just look at everybody, everybody is on it. Almost everybody is on a mobile device. Yeah. um, So that's a great way for people to consume content. And the video content on the web is now – being created in a way that people can watch it, whatever device. You know, it knows what right. device you're on. So if you're on a mobile phone, it pops up, and it, it's so clear and, and good um, quality. So, um, you know, creators have to keep that in mind. Um, I think in, in that case, um, you know, I, I just said it, it can be long and really interesting, but it can also be, you know, little short clips and really interesting, too. There's a friend of mine here in Boston And his name is Ravi Jain, and we've been doing video together for a number of years. And he works over at Boston College, and he does this thing for them, and it's called the Boston College Minute. And it's videos on the Boston College website, and they're just one minute long. Mm. And um, they're really creative and really well done, and I think the listeners should go go over there and watch it. They can just um, go on Google and search for B.C. Minute, and um, the way he does the videos, there's no narration, there's no titles, it's just um, kind of uh, the camera's eye view of what's happening, and one of the most recent ones was um, they have a museum on campus, and they were installing a new exhibition, and within a minute, you can see the curators and the people installing the paintings, what they go through. The painting comes out of the box and you see them shining things and you see how they put the hooks on the wall and and how they they hang the painting and you can overhear the conversations with the people of of what they're doing. So it's a a beautiful example. They're all great examples of a way of making video in a different way. Like when I I teach video, people are like, oh, I don't... don't, um, I'm not comfortable being on video, or I don't want to be on video. So here's a good way of making a video where you don't have to be on video, you don't have to talk, but you can give people a sense of, you know, that thing or it's capturing and sharing moments, and you only need a minute. So that content would be great to uh, consume on a mobile device.
2: Absolutely. So I want to ask a couple questions, turning attention to some brands, um, but right now we're going to take a short commercial break. Please stand by, and we'll be right back with Steve Garfield and more of the conversation.
1: Market Edge will return in just a moment. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com. It's good to be king. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO two two one six nine one for Moby Mantis. Start your search engine and your servers into overdrive. It's WebmasterRadio.fm, steering you into the winner's circle. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. We're back with more Market Edge, bringing you the best and brightest voices in digital marketing, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Once again, here's Glenn Engler. Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Glenn Engler, and I'm here today with Steve Garfield, a renowned video blogger and the author of Get Seen, Online Video Secrets to Building Your Business, talking about using online video for business. So we've talked a lot about, I love some of the um, the prior examples about different ways, different bloggers and how they're using it. Talk a little bit, if you will, about some um, of the brands. Many of the listeners either work for big um, organizations or agencies that are working with big brands. Um, are there any video campaigns or campaigns that in, that have used video well that really stick out in your mind? Well, you
0: know, the, the things that are going to be really... the the things that are most important are the ones done by professional, you know, people who have all all this money and all the equipment. Um, one is, um, you know, late night with Jimmy Fallon for his late night mm. show, and they, you know, their show is on so late at night. It starts at like twelve thirty seven p.m. Eastern time, and a lot of times, or well, most times, I can't stay up to watch it. But they're smart because they take segments of the show and then they post them online later so you can consume these small parts of the show later and that's really yep. a smart way of thinking when you have a whole you know an hours long worth of content you want to break it up into segments and this goes for any kind of content you have and put up each segment by subject so that if you think about it you can post that on facebook twitter and you can say here's this one thing go check this out and it makes those little really shareable. Um if you guys if you, you know that um public T V show um Downtown Abbey. I don't know if you watched
2: that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well I
0: got yep. I got totally hooked on that. They did a, a spoof <laughs> they did a spoof on that. And when you look at that, the quality, it's like it's like masterpiece theater quality spoof on Downtown Abbey, so you, you should check that out. So they do a really good job of taking little bits of content and time-shifting them and making them uh, shareable. Uh, another brand that did something really cool is The Atlantic Magazine, and mm-hmm. they've um, really gone full force online um, and video. And I actually happened to be at an event where they did a summary video of it. It was this past weekend, RaffleCon. It's the Rolling on the Floor Laughing Convention,
2: <laughs> which
0: was held over at MIT, and uh, really funny. And they did a, um, like a summary video of what happened over the weekend,
2: and the way I
0: found out about it was through social media. My friend Scott Beale, who runs the blog Laughing Squid, he, he, um, he tweeted it out, and so that's why I found it through you know, social media, and then I watched it, and it was, it was really great. So that's a good one. Um, there's a local company here in Boston called Daily Gromit, and what they are is a website where they sell products. And the, the cool thing about that website is every product on the website they make a video for. And they go beyond just showing how to use the product. They also show you the story behind the product. Mm. Um, like who created it, why they created it, and um the way I found them i was i just I I, I I forget even how I found it, but so I have a gas grill, and when the gas tank needs to be filled up, you need to put it in your car and drive it over to the place to get more gas, and it rolls around, and how do you keep it you know from rolling around in your car well, this one guy he invented a thing called i think it's called the gas buddy and it 's a plastic kind of holder that the gas tank sits in and you can put it in your back seat and then strap it in with your seatbelt. <laughs> so the story so was smart. <laughs> about the guy trying to figure it out and you know how it's dangerous and he wanted to create this thing to make it safe and then he made it and it's on the website and that's the story. Um, so I think that's a really creative use of video. It, it helps sell a product and it helps uh, tell the story behind the product.
2: So it's so interesting because that particular example. First of all, not only did I need that um, a couple weekends ago, um, as that that tank, that empty tank is bouncing around in the car. But um, you you were just highlighting not only explaining and educating on a product, but really storytelling. And I think one of the things that we certainly see in a lot of agencies that work with big brands and how they invest in media and whatnot. It seems like with the Multimedia sharing services popping up every week with Facebook's acquisition of Instagram with um, an increasing emphasis on telling a brand story through visuals, if you will, or sight sound motion rather than just text. How do marketers, you know, for the CMOs that are listening, how should they be thinking about developing their content strategies, thinking about video?
0: So what they need to do is not be afraid of, jumping in and doing it, It, you know, and just give a bunch of cameras to people and let them go crazy. Uh, A great example of this is is Chevy. Now, Chevy, when you think of Chevrolet and you go to their website, it's all highly produced, you know, the the big TV campaigns, but they also have um, a, a, um, I think it's a Posterous website, chevrolet.posterous.com, which is like a little media site. And what they do is they give, let's say, um, media interns and people all these little um, pocket HD video cameras and have them go shoot things. And the one example that I'm familiar with is uh, the Chevy Volt, their electric car. And when that was first coming out, they had these test drives, and they had people test drive the car, and they gave the the media intern the, the, flip, the flip cam or whatever, and they, mm. after the person was done with their drive... They hit record. They say, you know, how was the drive? And the person said whatever they said. they like, wow, you know, this car is a lot bigger and faster than I thought. And right. what, what they did then, they take a video. And one example that I saw on that blog was a six-second video. It was the person saying the quote. And they just put that up. No titles, no credits, no music, no production. And what they're doing is is capturing a moment, a real, authentic moment, and sharing it. And the cool thing about it is you're not going to Chevrolet.com and expecting the high-end stuff. You're going to the, the poster's blog. You're like, okay, I'm going to a blog. I'm going to get some video that's maybe a little rougher, but I know what yeah. I'm getting. And, and they weren't afraid to do that. So... Um, I think that's it's a really, really good thing to do. Really,
2: yeah, completely. And it's really interesting you use the word authentic and capturing the moment. And I think there's, there's a big transformation from a commercial campaign based where we're going to spend, you know, three quarters of a million, million dollars, a couple of million dollars with a big shoot versus a, what you just described, an incredibly low cost, yet combined the authenticity with as you started out about how people are searching and finding um, content from their their social footprint, it's just a really interesting dynamic about um, a, a a much more potentially economically attractive way of getting to that authenticity.
0: Yeah, you know, um, talking about social media and people, everyone's on Twitter. I think the brands that are on Twitter and searching for people who are talking about them and starting to interact are so smart. You know, mm. I really feel a connection with with the brands that talk to me on there. I I I think I'm good friends with JetBlue, you know.
2: <laughs> right. They are right. So, well, yeah, they're to fantastic. Me. I mean,
0: I'm sitting in my seat and I say my TV doesn't work and they said you got a you got a 15 dollar credit or whatever they gave me like immediately. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with the Ramon De Leon who uh, works with Domino's in Chicago. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's re- he's really great on Twitter because he'll tweet out a photo um, or a video of the person's pizza being made before it gets delivered, and he's been known to reply to people on Twitter using video. And if 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 the listeners look at their Twitter clients right now on their smartphones and go to create a tweet probably a camera button there which allows you to take either a photo or a video and and i've done this a few times anyone could do this a lot more and get really great response if someone tweets about your brand or your company and you tweet back and say hey um great to hear it check this and then you you hold up your your smartphone Mm. and say hey i just saw you tweeting about us and hey look at this or it's great to meet you and this and and send off the video, and so when people get the tweet back and see that you've taken the time to make a personal video response back to them, it, that is like the most powerful thing, and not, I don't think many people are doing it. Ramon's doing it. I'm doing it sometimes, and the response yeah. is just unbelievable because people will get that and say, you know, what? What did they do? This is really, really great.
2: Right, and hugely personal, absolutely. So a couple quick last questions before we run out of time. Quickly, if you will, describe what Boston Media, Media Makers is and what goes on in the monthly meetup.
0: Okay, so for anyone who's listening, if you're in Boston on the first Sunday of any month, you're welcome to join us at Boston Media Makers, and we meet at Doyle's Cafe in Boston in the back room. And Boston Media Makers started because... Uh, one time I was over at MIT at this big um, online conference about TV and social media, and there were about 400 people there. And then it opened up to Q&A, and this one guy stood up, and he said, I'm from CBS TV New York, and I do this and that. And I thought to myself, wow, that guy sounds interesting. I would like to you know, go talk to him and learn more about him. And then I thought, there are 398 other people in this conference that I have no idea who they are and they're all probably equally interesting. So interesting. I I thought about it and decided to have a meeting where everybody who comes gets to stand up and they say who they are or what they're working on, they might have a question or share some good news. Some people come with a prepared show and tell and it might be a video camera or an audio thing and we go around the room and everybody gets a chance to introduce themselves and they take like two to three minutes and there's no sales pitches and it's nothing like that. It's just really, like I've been saying, personal, authentic. It's really laid back. We order breakfast and um, we have a nice time. It's It starts off with a half hour of mingling. Everybody just kind of walks around and meets each other. Then we sit down and then we go around in a circle and everybody says who they are and then we break and then everybody just mingles again and it's really fun and every week um you know you learn a bunch of things and interesting people come with interesting projects on media and photography and okay. video and so if people want to follow that um they can go to bostonmediamakers.com and there's a button on the right hand side of the page if people want to sign up for newsletters and when you go to com, you can see one other thing i do is i take a video roll call each week to have a video record of everybody who's in attendance, and that's kind of a unique thing, too, so you can get a sense of uh, who goes to the meetings, and I also have, right now at the top of the page, there's a summary video that one of the members shot of what what a whole meeting is like, so you can see that. It's really, really fun.
2: Sounds fantastic. All right, so the last thing I like to do with my guests on the show is do a speed round, where I just toss out a... Uh, a technology or a phrase or something, and I just love to get, like, the one word or two words uh, that come to your mind um, when you hear them. So okay. let, let's go with Foursquare and check-ins.
0: Oh, save money with American Express.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. How about daily deals like Groupon or Living Social?
0: Oh, not worth it.
2: And here, I'm sure this is one of your favorites, Pre-roll
0: sometimes very interesting,
2: okay, and uh last one pinterest
0: pinterest um I actually oh <laughs> one word um, favorite favorite videos
2: i've been using pinterest okay.
0: i i I just pin some favorite videos when I find them, like highlights, and I've also Perfect. been using pinterest to save um products,
2: right. No, it's, it's amazing what's going on. All right. Well, I
0: have many more
2: questions, but we're out of time, unfortunately. So I want to thank you, Steve, for being my guest today. And thanks, everyone in the audience, for listening to today's conversation. If you have any questions or would like to talk further about the topic of today's show, feel free to connect with me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Glenn Engler, or on my blog at www.glenengler.com. Visit www.webmasterradio.fm at 12 noon Eastern Time on Tuesdays to tune into episodes of Market Edge. For Market Edge, this is Glenn Engler. Until next time, I'm out.